0: This is the Big Small Business Show. Welcome back in studio with us. We've got Janine Moodley. Uh, he is from Woodley Attorneys, and they are specialists in corporate and commercial law. And uh, we're talking about uh, a couple of things today mainly this concept of competitive advantage in, in a, the professional services, so to speak, because whether you're in the legal fraternity, fraternity or you're a doctor, it seems like a lawyer is a lawyer, a, lawyer, a doctor is a, doctor's a doctor, so how do you differentiate yourself as a professional? So we're going to be talking about that. Um, and uh, the, the concept of communicating trust, how do you communicate trust? So let's let's start with the, the trust um, uh, perspective. So the trust is really broken down into a couple of places that you need to work on all at the same time. The first is your authority. So you, you need to, and you spoke about being a thought, thought leadership, so that brings in some level of authority, but you, you need to be building out your level of authority in a space. And I'm going to come to that because that space is a speciality, and you asked the question around uh, whether you should specialize, and I'm, I'm going to give you my perspective on that, and I think you know where I'm going. So this, the second piece around uh, around trust is the portfolio pieces. Now, it's very hard in the, in the legal space to go and say, I defended so-and-so. But you will know from just in South Africa today that if I speak about uh, a divorce lawyer, that there is certain, there's like two or three that are known to be those guys and they can charge top dollar because of that, because they're known to be those guys and they are the... Uh, authority and their portfolio piece is the the fact that this was uh, two celebrities and or, or whatever the case may be that we're, were getting divorced and so they get a lot of coverage from that that perspective the third piece of course is referral but it's not just referrals who who is referring to you so I love the fact that you now ask for referral and it's very much around trust because if um, I'm saying so and so asked me to give you a call um, because he knows that you are dealing with this issue. Immediately, there's far more trust in the fact that so and so is giving you uh, that referral, and then and then finally, it's your brand. So, what does the brand stand for? Now, as a as a let's call it a young. I know you've been going nine years, but relatively speaking to the big guys, it is relatively young. For a young um, practice. Um, that is something that you, you need to be building again and again. And don't uh, knee-jerk and keep changing the, the physical brand. And, and why I'm saying that is because the, the general uh, knee-jerk reaction that you get when something's not working is to keep changing the brand. Rather, I'd say, pursue that and, and persevere through building a single kind of branding and and the brand and the message the tagline underneath the the brand so to speak and if you get a new marketing uh, agency they're going to want to go and you know show you what they can do and they're going to tell you how bad your brand is and this is much better so To me, to resist that because you want this consistency in the marketplace. And and years from now, you can, I'm not saying you should be the same brand forever, but years from now, you can then change that. So it's authority, portfolio pieces, referrals, and and brand. Now, competitive advantage. Okay. And so I'm going to answer my, my point of view smaller businesses, even in the professional space, is around speciality. From speciality, you can come out of speciality, and the more specialized the better it is but the 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 mental model is that the more lines i've got out there, you know the more fish i 'm going to catch and i can't uh, uh, express in in bigger terms that the that is so, that there's, Counterintuitive, but it's right. The more specialized you are, the more people know you for that thing. Like I spoke about the, those divorce attorneys. I'm sure they will do some other things as well, but they're known for that thing. You've got to be known. If you, this is the problem, and this is the question to ask: if this is the problem, why would I call Moodley attorneys? Like well, that. Answer that question, and that's why I was going to ca- ca- categorization, because it could be around industry that. You mentioned logistics I'm not saying that this that's what it should be, but you choose it might be an industry or it might be a size size business which maybe is a little harder but I would definitely go and pursue going down one route and and why I say that is because we spoke about portfolio pieces then you can refer let's just use logistics as the as the example you can refer in your portfolio pieces I'm doing already work for people in this industry. You understand the nuance of the industry, the dynamics of the industry, the players in that industry. And so when you're speaking to them, you're starting to speak their language, which makes the trust quicker to trust because you're speaking their language. And I don't have to go and educate some other lawyer on this industry because this one in front of me knows how this whole thing works. So you get to trust quicker. And then you get to specialization. And when I've got you as a client, now I've got another portfolio of pieces. And you go deeper and deeper and deeper into that. And then once, once you are in that, the way that you move out, is in the value chain of that speciality. So you're coming back to logistics as well. It might be now that you go and do work for a tire company or a canopy company or whatever, or even somebody who does advertising on trucks. So that, that's really where, where I would go is down that route. Um, never, ever um, use personal service or price as, as a, a way of a competitive edge. Um, and the last point I really want to make is is around your core competencies. So you need to build now your core competencies around that speciality, that everything would be in, in this logistics. I think that you do research and everything, you understand this industry, maybe the legislation around that even better than anyone else, et cetera, et cetera. And then, then related, they're coming back to your channel strategy. The channel strategy is now focused on the people who have got access into that particular specialized market now whether it's logistics or something that you're going to have to choose but the the lesson remains and that's all i've got uh, for for advice for you for today uh don't charge as much as you do uh, janine i hope that uh, gave you food for thought
1: it definitely did thank you so much ala
0: Okay, well that's it uh, for this insert, Uh, do stay tuned for our Entrepreneurial Academy where I'll be sharing some tips based on this interview and of course our new and exciting HR series coming up next. We continue our series on HR for growing small businesses, and it's in studio with us. We've got an HR specialist. His name is Heinrich Marx, and he specializes in growing small and medium businesses. Welcome to studio. Thank you so much for having me. Right. So, (laughs) it seems like a simple question, but it's actually a little bit more complex, especially in my experience, is... We spoke about when do you hire, but the question is how do you hire that first person? Who should they be? You're a small business. I remember we were about 40 people, I hired, hired my first HR person. Um, I thought now that it was like I was growing up now and I made such a mistake. Um, it, was a fit, it was a misfit and because she had come from corporate and we were a small business. So how do I hire somebody for a small business?
1: Yeah, Alain, you said it yourself. Sounds like a simple question, but is anything but that? For me, any hiring journey always starts, and I know this sounds twee, but it starts with your job description. You really need to sit down, and especially if it's your first hire everybody makes a mistake with their first couple of hires. And the, the, the reason I find behind it is often because you've not really gone in your mind on what it is you want and what, this, what it is that this person needs to do. So start with your job profile or job description. Really get to the nuts and bolts of what is this person going to do? What does every day look like in their job? Who are they going to touch? What power and authority will I give them? Because often that's where the issue comes. You now empower somebody, you hire them, but then there's a clash because I don't know what to let go of and the other person doesn't know what to take or grab. So really try and do, you know, it doesn't have to be a formal document, although it's a little bit better, but mind map it for yourself. Put it out there. What do you want from this person? It's a great way to start. From there, I've got bad news. There's no right or wrong way in finding the human being. But what I know works is sourcing from reputation. So looking for a reference, somebody that knows the person so that you know who it is that you're onboarding. You know, in today's world, um, when it comes to dating, we're very prolific and very quick at finding out what the person has done, who they've been with before, and, and, and. We we investigate the people that we're interested in romantically. And an employment decision, especially your first, is incredibly similar to that. You need to go and investigate. Look at their Facebook, their social media places. Try and get a little bit more from them. Speak to their previous employers. Don't be scared to pick up the phone and say to the person, listen, I want to phone your previous boss and hear what they thought about you. Make the effort to do it. It's an uncomfortable call in the beginning, but critical for you to get that recipe right. If you've got those in place, you should be okay. Um, But again, just make sure that you are comfortable and trust your gut instinct. There's a lot to be said for your gut. um, And if you stick to that one, you should be okay with a little bit of structure that you put behind it.
0: Thanks, Hind. And uh, so, what I heard there is that uh, you have to become a stalker (laughs) before you actually employ your first HR person. Just kidding. Uh, That was really, really good advice. And that's all we've got time for today. We'll be right back straight after this.